1: We are talking about political fatigue, political loyalty, and I want to talk to you about what your thoughts are about politics. Through the conversation, we've learned that uh, several people, a couple so far, have said, you know, Christians should not be involved in politics. I take a different view. I think they should be involved. I think they ought to be trying to make a difference. Uh, and under the Spirit of God, moving and grooving throughout all three levels of government. Uh, but you don't have to agree with me. That's why I have the show, because I want us to be able to stretch each other. Maybe maybe you'll push me a different direction. I don't know. What do y'all think? Do you agree with uh, with Spizza and with Corey? Or do you disagree? Or maybe you're thinking that Christians should not be involved in politics and you want to uh, build a case for it. Uh, my overall topic is about political fatigue. Do you, are you just tired of it, or are you like me, get, kind of get excited about it? I do watch it every day that I can. Um, are you politically loyal? Now, I can't say that I'm loyal uh, to any one candidate. Uh, there's some candidates I like, some candidates I don't. Some party platforms I like, some party platforms I don't. Being an independent, I can go either way and choose either side. I'm not beholden to one party over the other. and uh, But I uh, I don't know if I'm particularly loyal uh, to any one particular uh, candidate or uh, office holder. But I want to hear from you. Eight, 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 four, three, two, seven, four, three, four. Let's go to Mark in Annapolis, Maryland. Hey, Mark, it's Dr. Anderson here. Hi, How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me today. So what are you thinking?
0: Uh, Dr. Anderson, I have to agree with you. Um, okay. I believe that Christians should be involved in politics, but
1: okay, they should um, be. Okay. not just
0: specifically in politics. I believe that Christians should be wherever God calls them to be.
1: Ooh, that's good. And, uh, if
0: that's a school teacher, great yes. school teacher. If that's a politician, great. If that's a radio mm. host. Great.
1: Mm. Where God
0: calls you to be, that is the context in which you need to serve him. Love your neighbor. mm and, and make disciples out of all nations
1: now look at you uh, mark You just went biblical on me i like it <laughs> basically basically wherever the lord calls you that's where you got to go huh
0: absolutely and i believe he's called many christians into the political arena mm. and uh they have influenced our nations and our world uh, mm. for the positive
1: got it um, hey well listen mark from Annapolis, thanks for hanging with me today i appreciate your comment okay Thank you. Blessings me share my opinion. Of course, let me go to Romeo. He's in Washington D.C. Hello, Romeo. How are you? I'm good, Pastor. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking, sir?
2: I agree with you that Christians should be in politics, Mm -hmm. but I think that that Christian has to be strong enough and grounded in their faith to realize that Uh they cannot. Uh, put their Christian values on other people who mm. may not be Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have to be very careful on that. Just like with President Obama, I was very disappointed in him uh, moving, from passing, or pushing forward the same-sex marriage mm-hmm. uh, agenda. Um, I'm okay. Well, I'm not as a Christian. I don't believe in that. But I so he wasn't pushing.
1: He, he wasn't pushing a Christian agenda there, right?
2: No, right. But what I was going to say was he shouldn't have allowed them to use the word marriage. He should have mm-hmm. called it civil union or mm-hmm. something else because marriage was defined by Christ in Genesis, second chapter, mm-hmm. when it was a man and a woman. So uh-huh. it wasn't uh, defined by a government or a court system, but it was defined by God. Mm-hmm. So that's the only problem I have when you start mixing politics and mm-hmm. your Christian walk because it most definitely should not have been a union I mean, a a marriage, it should have been a a civil union, even though I'm not, I don't agree with that. But again, I can't push my belief on other people, you know, they have to deal with that on their
1: own. Sure. I appreciate your thoughts. Oh, God bless you. And, uh, you know, I agree. I wanted the the term civil union uh, when we were talking about this. I talked with my governor about it and I really wanted to make sure that most of all, whether you called it marriage or civil union, that I was covered as a minister and that churches were covered so you wouldn't be forced to uh, to hire or keep somebody who may be living a different lifestyle than what the scripture uh, would endorse. And so we were able to uh, thankfully get that language in uh, the bill for Maryland when Maryland went with uh, marriages uh, for same-sex uh, couples. And so, uh, but your point is well taken. Uh, I do think that Christians ought to be involved in politics, but guess what? All Christians aren't going to agree on on these things, and so whether it's marriage or civil union, uh, I believe that the state can marry anybody they want. You know, even if it's not a Christian marriage, I think Christian marriage ought to be separate. We ought to say what a sacred marriage is and what a secular marriage is. So when the state does it, it's secular. Uh, when believers in Jesus do it, it's sacred, and that's what I'd like to see. Uh, but, you know, the reality is that's not where we are. Uh, so there you have it. You have my two cents on it. That uh, really, politics is about leadership and the, the leading of a nation, the leading of people, the the managing of resources. And so if we're not involved as believers in that at all, where are the resources going to go and how are the schools going to be zoned? And at what level should they not be in politics? For instance, local politics is a school board. You don't think that uh, Christians ought to be on the school board or, uh, or you know, um, be the county executive or anything like that. It has to be secular people. This is just a thought I want to hear from you. Triple eight, four three bridge. Let's go to uh, Laurel Maryland and talk to Savannah. Hi Savannah. Welcome to the show. How are you? Uh,
3: hi, Dr. Anderson. I'm fine. Thank you.
1: Thanks for calling. What's your comment or question?
3: Um, well, I have a comment about, um, biblical, I mean, not biblical, but the political fatigue you were talking about. um, and it's a different perspective. I'm a school teacher in Prince George's County. Okay. And I, I've been teaching in the county for 15 years. Mm, and thank you, thank one you. of the things I enjoy is teaching about current events and, mm-hmm. you know, the government. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when uh, election season comes around, we really get involved. But it's getting very tiring um, mm-hmm. teaching uh, my fourth graders about these types of things, because they wow. are so
1: discouraged. Fourth graders. You know, they. So tell me, let, graders, me you, yeah. let me stop you. Let me stop you because I'm so fascinated, okay, with you, Savannah. So you, you're you teaching fourth graders about politics. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with some of the seedy stuff that's coming out in politics today?
3: Well, I, number one, I stay, I stay out of it okay. in that I don't give my personal opinion okay about anything okay i mean i never have not this you know not this president not past president it okay. was just not something where the kids would leave saying oh miss jackson loves obama or miss jackson feels so this way about whoever because okay. i'm there to teach them mm. about you know the election process and okay. you know these are your candidates and this is how it's done okay you know from an objective point of view because that's what they deserve
1: but what about current but events
3: at the well, that's what I was going to say. At the same time, when these things are happening every day,
1: that mm.
4: you
3: know, I start to mention, you know, we're talking about the branches of government. So I say, President Trump, you know, and I'll say this in the judicial system and all of these things, mm. and the students start making connections. Mm. And then they're the ones that say – but he said this, and he did oh, that, wow. and I saw this on the news, and I saw that on the radio. <laughs> How
1: I do you handle that? that? <laughs> oh, my goodness.
3: Well, it's you know, it's I really have to depend on the Spirit oh, of God Lord. because I can jump in there with them. Sure, um, sure. But sometimes it's very emotional for me right. because one right. of the most hurtful things that happened this year is that, you know, we celebrate diversity. You know, my school is very diverse. Okay. Um, you know, we talk about inclusion and just making sure— students realize that our country right. has come from a certain place you right. know you talk about civil rights movement right. and different things so our country has come from a certain place but now we can celebrate and they're looking at me like what that's not what i'm seeing on the news so, you know and so they, say can tr- things like, they can truly you know, discern well, that
1: like they can tell they
3: can how, how old are they, they eight years tell. old right no they're nine and ten. Nine, nine, and, ten uh, nine old.
1: and ten they already know okay
3: yeah and you know when we learned about, you know, students protesting, right. you know, in, in Selma and in Montgomery, Alabama. And they saw all the things that were happening with those students. Right. I literally had a student say, well, Ms. Jackson, isn't that what's happening with the police now? Wow. And what do I say? I can't say, right. oh, no, that's not it.
1: Right. You know, but right. I have to
3: tell them. Well, you know, our country has come a very long way from this. However, this is why people are afraid now. This is right. why people are getting upset. This is why people are protesting. Right. And you know, it's just you gotta. You so got, so what about? I don't want them to continue to feel discouraged about so it. So
1: what about the guns uh, thing with the school shoot uh, shooting in Florida and and the uh, walkouts and stuff like that? Are they a little too young for that, or is that coming up too?
3: Well, I think they're a little too young. None of okay, that has good. come Praise up the Lord. Uh, at, okay. at my school. Yeah, good. none Praise of that has Lord. come up. I mean, this is we stopped at fifth grade at my school, so Understand. they are kind of young. You good. know, we do um, lockdown drills on a regular basis and things okay. like that. But thankfully, you know, the kids don't seem afraid good. of anything. They're mostly affected by the things sure. going on with our president and, sure. you know, politics. I yeah. was talking to the students about diversity, and one student said, well, Ms. Jackson, do you think that diversity will end in our country? And I said, mm. Well, why do you say that? And she said, Because the president said he doesn't want certain people. He prefers people to come from certain countries rather than right. other countries. And I knew exactly mm. what she was talking about, right. but I didn't say, Oh yeah, he said blah blah. I just left it at. Well, what you she have said. to be. You have to and be said, disciplined.
1: You know, I'm sure you have to be disciplined. Yes, but do. can I just say because I got to move do. on? But can I just say thank you for being <laughs> one of our teachers uh, to our children. In Prince George's County, I know it's not easy, but it's people like you who are the real heroes. So thank you so much.
3: Thank you. Pray for us. Pray for us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah, my sister Sandra McGraw Anderson, she is a teacher as well. So I I just a thumbs up uh, to all of you teachers. Let's go to Patricia in Prince Frederick, Maryland. Hi, Patricia. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
4: I'm fine, Dr. Anderson. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for calling. I got a couple minutes with you, and I want to make sure I maximize it. So go ahead and tell me, what are you thinking today?
4: Okay, I want to try to make this quick, because I do not agree with Christians being in politics. Okay. And as I was listening uh, to other people that came on, and I have to say what God gives me to say. First of all, uh, the Word of God says, and let's go to the Word. The Word says that we are not to be entangled, Mm-hmm. With the affairs of the world, that's mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you mentioned. So you about can't, sh- you can't shop. You can't shop at McDonald's.
1: About... You can't work at McDonald's or shop at McDonald's because that, that's the no, affairs of the, the world.
4: Affairs of this world, meaning meaning politics.
1: So that only means but politics. This, this... Okay, I know go ahead. you had
4: mentioned about Daniel. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned about Daniel and mm-hmm. Joseph, but we have to look at the word. God placed Daniel. You have to remember the Hebrews were in slavery. Mm-hmm. In Babylon, at, at, you know, in slavery at that time. Right. i to make this quick. Yep. And 30 God seconds. God used him to interpret dreams. Right. So that God had his hand there, but he, it wasn't like he went out and got Sure.
1: But he was appointed. He was he appointed, was though. So if. He, so,
4: he, he was appointed. So could you be appointed? He, he was appointed, but okay. it wasn't like. He was playing politics. You know but what it's I mean. St- but it's still politics, whether you're appointed or whether
1: you're elected. It's still it's still politics, and no matter how you get there. And Miss Patricia, I got I got to let you go. But it's still politics, no matter how you get there. So Rex Tillerson's in politics, but he didn't run for office. He was appointed as Secretary of State. People are appointed as ambassadors, and then a whole lot of people who are working at administrative functions within the government. Uh, and so are we not supposed to work in a government? Are we not supposed to be appointed as believers, say, I'm sorry, sir, I can't serve, or I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't serve because I'm a Christian? Joseph was appointed, but it was still politics. David was a king. It was still politics. Now, the kind of politics, it wasn't uh, a democratic voting type thing. But when it talks about the affairs of the world, I don't believe it's talking about just politics. I believe it's talking about getting involved in the rudimentary evils of the world's affairs, regardless whether it's in a school system or whether it's in a political system. I think, again, it's just my opinion. I love hearing yours, and that's why I let so many of you call, because it's so important to hear one another. And guess what? We're all Christians, whether we agree with this or not. It's just a great conversation to hear one another. That's what the bridge-building talk of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is all about, trying to learn and understand one another.
5: Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand-new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. That's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc.
1: Are you dealing with an unmet need in your marriage? How are you coping with it? How are you dealing uh, with that? Or is your spouse really, really needy and it's way too much for you? Maybe uh, your spouse is high maintenance. I hate to put it like that. I'm putting it in quotes. And surely you don't want to call him or her high maintenance. But you're trying to deal with the person always having a need and you're trying to, at the same time, not be selfish. This is not an easy school to attend. It's not an easy university to graduate from. In fact, you learn in marriage how selfish you can be. Uh, and sometimes you really are, (laughs) right? And so sometimes we need to talk to someone who can kind of help us uh, work through it, uh, back us off the edge. For some of you might be on the edge about to jump off saying, look, I can't can't deal with this now, Doc. I I need to talk to somebody. Well, guess what? I'm here for you. I want to help you out. I'm going to push you back into the middle of the ring if I can and uh, get you moving in the right direction. Sometimes we don't know what our spouse needs because our spouse doesn't really tell us. So, you know, that's where that studying your spouse thing comes in. Um, but at the same time, and I hate to tell you this if you're you're not married, uh, but I'm going to tell you if you're not married, when you marry your spouse, they still won't meet all of your needs. Did you know that? It's true. Uh, marriage does not somehow meet all of your needs. Uh, we are uh, a multiplicity of needs, and it's hard to put all those needs on one person. In fact, it's not even fair. It's not possible and it's not fair, but if you're expecting your spouse to meet all your needs, well, news flash, it's not going to happen and some of you are painfully aware of it. All right. Let me go to the phone lines and talk with Lisa who's in Southern Maryland. Hi Lisa, Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
5: I'm well. How are you?
1: Well, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. So what's your comment or question? All sure, right,
5: thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. Um, I have a question. Um, I've been married almost nine years, mm-hmm. and when we when we got married, we're, you know, at this point, we're in our 50s, so mm-hmm. our children are older. We have a little more time available for each other.
1: Mm-hmm. And
5: so my spouse has become more interested in other things.
1: Such ministry, as? Okay.
5: Going back to school. Uh-huh um Just kind of living his life.
1: Mm. When we
5: and this is a second marriage for both of us. So when we married, that wasn't something I thought I negotiated for.
1: Like, uh, and so now he that seems the to kids are living
5: two separate lives, I
1: see now that the kids are older, and it's just kind of like you two as adults. He's developing these other interests, and you're feeling a bit lonely and left out. Is that right?
5: yes and um i guess surprised that maybe i got i need to get my own life
1: Well, you you probably do need to get your own life, but what does that look like and what does that mean? Uh, If his interests are, you know, uh, continuing to grow in his education or uh, continuing to do some ministry because he doesn't feel like he's held back from some family stuff, he still needs to put you as a priority in the marriage and the relationship. But at the same time, what other interests do you have and would it be okay for you to begin to pursue some of those interests so lisa one of the things you're saying is that your husband basically has developed other interests you're left sort of alone and lonely um are you desiring to pursue other interests or would you rather your husband stop pursuing other interests and turn back to you i have
5: other interests Okay. That I plan to pursue as well. Okay. So, um. But mm-hmm. my concern is, like going back to school, mm-hmm. I'm active in my church, okay. active in my community and with my kids. Okay. Um. My concern is that his interest seems to take on a whole other life of their own, different okay. groups of people that we're not in partnership—we're we're both not in relationship with. Okay. We go to separate churches. Oh,
4: wow. Okay.
5: Um. I mean, we, we are really living a divided life. And,
1: and why do you while think that it's is? it's not
5: necessarily a needy, I'm sorry?
1: Why do you think that is? Is he not inviting you I'm into that sure. world? Or do you not want to be a part of that world? Let's say the other church or what he's doing with regard to, to the school friends or whatever. Is he not inviting you into that world or is he inviting you and you're declining?
5: Not sure how i would answer that question i i i don't i wouldn't go so far as to say he's being exclusive about it okay and that i don't want to be a part of it but
1: mm-hmm.
5: we're probably comfortable okay like, and for example with church life we're comfortable in our own churches okay but it hasn't been without the desire to worship together
4: Hmm. Mhm.
5: he just decided he wanted to join another church which kind of left me and the kids like well okay We need to find a church in a new area. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm just not sure if it's necessarily unmet needs or Mm. where we are, but it's very concerning for.
1: It is concerning.
5: Continuance of the relationship because it's beginning to cause hiccups.
1: What about you? Have you brought this up to him and has he seen this as a problem?
5: I've raised it over the years, uh-huh. and um, I don't think he really wants to deal with it because, to me, it seems like as long as I don't have to talk about it, I can continue doing what I'm doing.
1: Mm. So, yeah. These other
5: activities seem to be more of a priority for him right. than even me, like – You know, if there are things, we schedule a date night, and if I don't get on the schedule, we may not have one because Mm -hmm. church on multiple days of the week, then it's school, then it's homework, then it's other activities out of the home. So this kind of leaves me not even lonely, just wondering.
1: Well, a couple things. What's
5: happening? Is the marriage eroding?
1: Well, it sounds like it may be. It sounds like you can be in a, a... a a comfortable position or a dangerous position and sometimes comfort and danger in the same location, a comfortable Mm -hmm. position where, okay, he's doing his thing. You're doing your thing. Nobody is uh, causing any waves. So let's keep going down this track. The problem with that is in that comfort, sometimes it could cause people to uh, get involved in other things that they shouldn't or drift away. And, and I think that's what your concern is. It could turn into something uh, dangerous, so I think my what I might do is raise the flag again, but this time with more urgency, something you need to know about men is we respond to crisis uh, and and mm-hmm. we, we don 't know it 's a crisis until uh, someone says it 's a crisis, so we don 't see things brewing in other words, we go to that fire wherever that fire is, and so if there 's a fire at church i 'm there if there 's a fire at and to get my school work done i 'm there. Uh, you know, if there's a fire with the kids, I'm there. And if there's a fire with the wife, I'm there. Part of you and your mentality may be, well, I don't want to create a fire. This is just how I'm feeling. And I want him to notice it, but he's not noticing it. And so, uh, what you have to do is scream fire. You know, listen, we have a problem here and I'm not going to, I'm not going to just continue to go down this road. I have needs. I, I have a desire to be emotionally connected, to a man who's emotionally available. And our issue is that we're not emotionally connected. And I have a real problem with that. Mm-hmm. All right? and Because and, mm-hmm. that's really the issue. It's not all the things he's doing. I think if he did all those things and you did your other interests, whatever they are, if you guys were emotionally connected, you probably wouldn't be making this phone call. Probably. Right? But because, You're probably right. But because he's not investing emotionally, he's not emotionally available, if you don't say that to him, he may either A, know it but it's not that big of a problem and everything's comfortable or not know it and all of a sudden will be hit up side the head with this knowledge like oh wow i didn't know she felt uh like on the edge like she's out of here or like she, this is a real problem like there's a fire here so most men again respond to crisis uh, and my guess is, if you make this a crisis, because I, I believe it is, it's just one of those slow-burning crises. But if uh-huh, if uh-huh. you can say, "Hey, listen, I'm not gonna, st- I can't stand for this anymore. I feel like we're drifting apart. I just need to know you're still in this thing. Are you in it or not? Uh, we have another 20 years together, 30 years together, and and I don't want to stay in a situation where my husband is not emotionally connected to me. Tell me what's wrong, or tell me what I need to do. But we can't just keep living like this. I bet you what okay. he what he would do is, like, uh, yeah, okay, we need to talk about this. You've got to be serious about it, though. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be serious about it, and you've got to truly make this an issue, his emotional availability. And if it doesn't come back to you, we're going to have a problem as a couple. That's pretty much what he has to hear. What that does is it's going to create something within him to have to figure out, okay, maybe I need to shut some of this other stuff down. Or maybe I need to navigate this other stuff but pay more attention to my wife because I've taken her for granted, and she's not always going to be here. Now, this may have nothing to do with his love for you, by the way. Uh, It could simply be him taking you for granted, and since he knows you're going to be there, uh, he can go on about some of the other things. Because men sort of focus on what they're focused on in front of them at the time. It's not like they don't love you or he's forgotten about you. It's just that he already knows you're there. That's sort of conquered. OK, and now he's trying to conquer some other things in ministry and in education. I'm kind of making excuses for him, but I've seen enough men and I'm a man myself that if there's <laughs> not enough uh, to to keep you uh, sort of interested, you kind of move to the other thing. Does that make sense? It
5: does make sense. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying it's right, by the way. I'm just I'm just kind of letting you in. Hopefully I'm not losing my man card to all the men that are listening right now. But I'm trying to help you out. OK, Lisa, <laughs>
5: I appreciate
1: it. All right. Hey, listen, Lord.
5: Thank you so much, Dr. Anderson.
1: Lord bless you. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would
0: love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland, for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m. and noon. Or join us online
1: at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls.
0: Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.